0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime dot yes, that we do. There's been a lot of um, twists and turns in the understanding. Let's call it of any specific mida, and tonight is not necessarily any different. So, when you think of anivas, when you think of humility, you think of somebody who is humble. I think very often what you envision is a person who is is like almost like the like. You know, like they're rubbing their hands together and they're like looking down at the floor and they're they're a small, kind, idle soul. And that's like sort of like what comes to like your mind when you think of Anivas. In fact, Anivas is the exact opposite. And I want to take us on a little bit of a step-by-step journey of understanding Anivas. And in truth, when I was digesting and processing this information, what struck me was how much so many people struggle with gaiva. Because when you think about gaiva, anivas is anivas. I think a lot of people think of anivas like like the word association game. Like if you've ever been to like a psychiatrist, they like pull up like these cards of like these mush bombs and you're just like snake, you know, whatever. Like you just say the first word that comes to your brain. I think a lot of people, their word association is like gaiva is like a person with like a, like a like a haughty, puffed out chest kind of person. And somebody who's, you know, walking with their head down and tilted to the side with like their head on sideways, that's like the person who's an anna. But in fact, when you understand the mida, like the crux, the underlying, you actually find that it's not as as black and white as that. So let's go on a little bit of a journey just so we can understand the concept of Anivas from a Torah perspective. So what is Anivas? So there's a few premises that we have to understand, okay? Mm -hmm. The first premise is that something we've spoken about many, many times before, is that a person is put into this world with a purpose. And what is that purpose? And we've sung this song many, many times. It's a, it's a song, whatever. It really is a song. I didn't make up the song. It's a real song. If you go on Spotify or Jewish music or something, you'll find there really is a song that the words are it happens to be a catchy song. And it happens to be just the purpose of why we're in this, in this world. It's also like you know, basically in every muster sefer, that we're in this world, rockless, le Hashem, put into this world to get a close relationship with Hashem. Now, that means that if you think about what life is, life is purpose. There's there's a purpose to a person. And in fact, we're created with this ingrained feeling with inside of us that is counterintuitive. Normally, if somebody exerts pressure, um, they they exert energy, they they do they do something. What ends up happening is that since they have expended a certain amount of energy, they, their energy drops, and therefore they feel bad about themselves, and they feel tired and, and and sluggish. But it's the exact opposite. It's those days that you don't do anything that you feel the most tired and sluggish, right? You feel like I can't move and I can my head can't get my head off the pillow. It's when you do something that you get energized, right? You, you, you like put on your sneakers, you just go running. You take like a punching bag and you just sit there. Like, you get so pumped up, like you need less sleep. You're more alert. You're more excitable. Like you just like you're alive. Why? Because our neshama is created for growth and change. And because of that, when it experiences it, the fire inside of us actually feels alive. And when you feel that life, you're like, wow, there's no greater feeling like that in the world. So Hashem created us with a purpose, but not just a purpose. He tells us, Adam la'am yulad you were created to work. That doesn't sound so exciting. No, it's the feeling that work will give you a sense of life. When you work, when you accomplish, you actually will feel alive. And you'll feel good and you'll feel great. And you'll be like, wow, there's no greater feeling in the world because of that. a a, a part of our neshama, Hashem created a feeling that you want to live. And not just that you want to live, you want to feel good about your life and about yourself. And intrinsic in every single human being, man, woman, and child, is the feeling, the drive to feel the feeling of feeling good. And not just feel good about this or pizza or whatever, but to feel good about yourself, about who you are. To have like a certain amount of like, you know who I am? I am amazing. And in fact, every single person is amazing. Just by being on this world and having a purpose, whatever that purpose is, it might be totally different than what you think it is. But just by virtue of you being you, you are amazing. That is intrinsic in the Bria in creation. And Hashem says to to us, Adam la'amayulad, you're going to be put into a world and in that world, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to try to convince you that you're not amazing. You're not amazing. You don't have my car. You're not amazing. You don't have my life. You're not amazing. You don't have my purpose in life. And you'll say to yourself, oh my gosh, I'm not amazing because they look so amazing. And I'm looking at them and I'm going, wow, they have such an amazing life. I'm terrible. I'm nothing. No, you were created, Adam, the Adam, you you were created for a purpose and even if your purpose is just to make somebody feel good, or even if your purpose was to just recognize Hashem once in your lifetime, or to make a kiddush Hashem, or to stand up for the truth, whatever, whatever it is, every person has their own pathway to connecting back to Hashem. And therefore, we're born with in, this intrinsic drive to want to feel good about ourselves. That is the essence of a neshama. A neshama wants to get that feeling. And therefore, when people recognize who you are, when somebody goes, wow, you are awesome. You're like, yeah, I am kind of awesome because you are awesome and you recognize the fact that you're awesome. And because you know that you're awesome, when somebody recognizes that awesomeness, it actually feels good. Now They might say, one second, that sounds like Gaiva. That's not Gaiva. That's actually Aniva's. Anivas means that you've recognized who you truly are, that you're a person who's put into this planet with a purpose. And that purpose is awesome. The goal of that purpose is awesome. The drive within you is awesome. All of that is awesome and amazing and incredible. And that is Anivas. Recognizing your greatness is Anivas. It means that you've connected to the essence of what you are, and who you are, and what your purpose is. Now, the Yetzirah is amazing. This guy is amazing. And he has a tactic that works in so many areas of our lives to take a perfectly altruistic feeling and statement and drive, just like we've just spoken about. And he deviates one small, little, little bit. I I just had a meeting with one of my friends last night. I actually had a meeting with like six of my friends last night. A reunion, whatever. We got together, okay? And one of my friends became an attorney and he shared with us, he said that he's he's an attorney in Manhattan and he said that he was just involved in a case where somebody wrote, there was a sale of like, I don't know, a few hundred million dollars and the person who drafted the document said that the buyers will do something it was like a number of millions the buyers will pay for something Now there was only one buyer there was only one person but the letter s made, meant that there were multiple buyers and there was a whole lawsuit and because of that little tiny s in the document a judge ruled he said no it must be that there were more people that were supposed to obligate themselves to this multi million dollar transaction and he went ahead and looked at all the parties, and he said, "Well, you owe two million, you owe five million, you owe eight million dollars. It must be that the S has some sort of value to something." And he went ahead and he he like divvied up like this multi million dollar thing on one S, one S. Okay, but what am I saying? Is that the Itzhakar is really really smart? Really smart. He doesn't come at us with like some new chiddush. Like, I have a great idea for you. Like, take a knife and start running down the street. We're like, okay, that's ridiculous. What he says is, he says, you know. I'm going to sell you on something that looks so authentic. You're not even going to realize that you were swindled that the feeling that you have is a non-authentic feeling. You're going to be like, whoa, I I mean, I I know I'm awesome. I know people are supposed to know that I'm awesome. I know people are supposed to, I'm supposed to feel awesome. And that's the essence of Anivas. So he says, you know, what also will make you feel awesome. If you buy like a $1,500 coat, and, and people go over to you and they go, wow, that is an awesome coat. If you buy like a $2 million house, then people go like, whoa, that's an amazing house. And you're like, wait a minute, I, let, let's let's hazard this over. I'm supposed to feel awesome. People are supposed to tell me how awesome I am. That feeling is supposed to be a good feeling. So great. I have the recipe for Anivas right here. Uh, not really. He, he sells you on something that looks so similar to what the authentic feeling is, except it's not authentic. It's slightly deviant. It's slightly off. People have drives for things that are actually really important to them. We have drives to feel good. David HaMalach calls his neshama ura Awaken my covered my neshama. Because your neshama has this feeling. Wow. But what is somebody who runs after covet called? How does it work? Because there's a humongous difference between getting that authentic feeling and getting a feeling that looks similar, feels similar, but it's not the same thing. It's exactly the opposite. Because in fact, when you focus on your your $1,500 coat and your $2 million house and your $150,000 car, when that's your focus, when that's what you talk about, when that's what you feel good about, You've taken the exact purpose of your life, your drive, your feelings, and you've sold it short to something that is disgusting. It's short term. It's here today. It's gone tomorrow. It's, 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 it's transient. That's not the essence of getting close to Hashem. That is gaiva. Gaiva is the exact opposite of anivas. It's where a person is not connecting to his neshama, his, his drive, his goal. His that's not what he's connecting to. He's connecting to the exact opposite of that. Oh, that's gaiva. That is gaiva. And the yitzahara does this in so many different ways. I'll share with you a simple one that might relate to you. Food. A person has a taiva for food. Is the taiva for food good? Of course it's good. How do I know it's good? Because if you didn't eat, you would die. If you didn't have a drive to eat, you would die. So the Yitzhahara, well, so let's, let's, talk, let's talk pure. The, 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 the taivas achila tells me That I'm put into this planet with a body that needs to be sustained. If I didn't have an indicator on my forehead telling me that I was running out of fuel, I would just run out of fuel on the side of the highway. People would be dropping like flies. So Hashem gives us an intrinsic feeling, which tells us how important food is. Food is important. It is. So is the Taivas z'achila good? Yeah, it's amazing. It's so amazing because it's actually important to your survival. That's amazing. The Yitzhar is like, I can't fight that. There's no way I could fight that. That is a truth. That food is amazing. You need to eat. So what am I going to do? I have a lot of foods to sell you on. I could make you eat a lot of foods that you will be like, yeah, I just ate a donut and a Danish. This morning, I drove my son to yeshiva. So I said to him, did you eat breakfast? He's like, no, I didn't eat breakfast. Does he want to get breakfast? We'll stop in a store. We're going to a store. He picks two um, black and white Danishes. He's six years old. <laughs> That's breakfast to a six-year-old, right? When you're an adult and your brain is working and it's processing your taiva sachila, your taiva for food, use a black and white Danish, that's not breakfast. That's not lunch. I mean it's nothing, right? It's saying you don't you know you're not gonna feel good after eating it, but to a six-year-old, it's food. To a child, he's shallow. He sees something that tastes good, he's happy. To an adult, that's disgusting. Who eats that for breakfast? It's the same thing with almost every single thing in our life. The feelings that we get when you're young, those feelings are feelings. When somebody says to you, oh my gosh, your coat is so cute, your backpack, your Nezah. So you're like, wow, that, that's a good feeling. But that feeling is a, is a shallow feeling. That's not a feeling of anivas. That's not a feeling of, of me and I serving Hashem and getting close to Hashem. That's, that's a counterfeit feeling. That's gaiva. It's very ego-driven. It's very eye-driven, very egocentric-driven. I remember Rabbi Berkowitz, my rabbi, who was once talking about what a person's house should look like. So the, the beauty of Rabbi Berkowitz, the thing that's just amazing about him, is that there's no topic under the sun that doesn't have like a clear directive, like, I don't want to say the word das because it is das terah, but that the Torah applies to everything in your life. And he would bring it out. So he was talking about what should your house look like? And he was saying, he said, your house should look bakavadik, whatever. He had like a whole thing and what type of pictures you should hang in your house. And what, he had like a whole, a whole series on this. And one of the things he said, he said, you know, there's probably going to be people who make enough money that their house could be a nice, beautiful bakavadik house. And there's nothing wrong with that. He says, but I just want to remind you that when, you're, when they're putting in, they could have put in a $200 toilet. And they put in a two thousand dollar toilet because you could afford it, so why not? And the toilet gets a little chip on it, where they, you know, you could have had a, a painting for five hundred dollars, and you put in a five thousand dollar painting, and the edge of the frame, they, they drop it on the way in, and it has a little bit of a dent. He says, don't don't forget where you come from and where you're going, and in the scheme of things, like what is this? Because there's a subtle difference between doing everything in this world, the shame shemayim. Versus realizing like, no, 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 no. If I'm really doing it L'shem Shemayim, so then it really won't bother me. It really won't bother me. It happens to be a $2,000 toilet works better. $5,000 painting looks nicer. But if I'm really doing it because I want my house to be a beautiful place to welcome people in and to talk to them, so then very nice. So then that's it. And if it has a little chip, so so now what? So now I'm less of an Oiv Hashem. My purpose and drive in this planet was now lessened because it has a little chip. Nah. So if it bothers you, that's the ego. That's the I. What are people going to think of me? It's not going to look good. That's Gaiva. It's Gaiva. We don't walk around the house thinking, oh, you know, I don't even know what's the Uncle Maishi song of like Gaiva, right? You're not walking around your house thinking like, I'm oh, Maishi Stark, whatever, Yeti Stark, whatever, right? The best kid in the park. But nobody does that. You <laughs> know, dance around your living room thinking, you know, I'm stronger than every kid in school. We don't do that because we're not children. We're worse than children because we're a kid. It's understandable that a kid will 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 sit sit there and say, "Oh, my coat is so nice. Ooh, look at my coat. I like your coat. You like my coat. That's childish." But for an adult to do that, that's insanity. That's the person who's connecting to their coat and that age. You want to wear a nice coat, fine. You want to wear a warm coat, fine. You want to spend the thousands fine. But when it becomes a focus, when it becomes a topic of conversation, when you want to eat a meat board, fine. Like talk about a meat board. At a certain point, you cross the line between doing something because it's like, and then it becomes just for, for me, for my status, for my ego, meat boards are not good enough now, it has to be fish boards. I said, fish boards are not good enough now, now it's dessert boards. We're getting like, because that's because, right, because it's is it really like Is it really like, this is Ayin Shabbos? Or it's really like, it's about me. It's about a status. The minute it trans- it, it goes from one to the next, there comes a problem. There's a very famous Mishnah in Avos. The Mishnah says that somebody who runs after covered covered runs away from them. And somebody who runs away from Kavad, covered follows them. So there's a very famous story with the Kutzker where there was a guy who came to the to the Rebbe and he said, Rebbe, I've been running away from Kavad for a few years, and COVID just hasn't caught up to me, and nobody's mechaved me, just not working, (laughs) so the Katsukar Rebbe said, he said, because when you're running away from COVID, you keep looking over your shoulder, and stop, stop looking, it'll find you, there's such a, there's such a profoundness to what he's saying, profundity, is that a word, profundity, it probably is, but it probably means the wrong thing, hey, there's a profoundness to what he's saying here, right, what is he saying, he's saying that. If, you're, if, if your focus is who's standing up for me and who's being machavit, if, if that's even on your brain, you're a Baal Gaiva. You're a Because your focus is on me. If your focus is like, well, sheikh I have nothing to do with this. I have to just do what I have to do. Then you're good to go. There's an amazing thing that happens, though, when that's really your focus. You actually look up to yourself. You don't look down at yourself. You say to yourself, I'm so awesome and I'm so amazing. Therefore, all these other things are stupid. Who stands up for me makes a difference. Who gives me COVID makes a difference. Like all these that, that makes a difference, it's nothing. Doesn't, it has no relevance whatsoever to my life because I know I am here. I know my real purpose. So That guy stood up for me. That guy said, hi, that guy said, very nice. It's a nice thing. It's a nice idea. And then you just move on with your life. A lot of people they suffer from low self-esteem and they think, wow, you know, I may not have a lot going for me, but at least I have Anivas. At least I don't think too high about myself. I'm doing at least one thing right. Right. It's like, it's like a broken clock is is right twice a day. Right. At least twice a day. I'm right. I at least know that I'm a nothing. That is the exact opposite of Anivas. A person who has low self-esteem is the exact opposite of Anivas. That's a person who does not recognize how awesome they are. They, They don't look in the mirror and go, you know, who's amazing me and therefore everything else makes no difference their focus is all about themselves the the drive that a person has to become an an amazing person means that a person recognizes his strengths it means that a person recognizes somebody says to him you know you could do this different they're not like insulted they're not think about a person who's confident they go oh wow i I could you thank you i really appreciate that Thank you for the criticism. It means so much. I'm going to do this different next time. Somebody has, right? Why? Because the main thing is that the product, being a marbitz tyra, doing chesed, whatever it is, the main thing is that the product comes out better. So if the product comes out better, then I want criticism. But if a person has low, low self-esteem, if they have no confidence, somebody goes, oh, you say, eh, like get so insulted because it's all about them. Forget you. It's not about you. It's about the vision. It's about the purpose. It's about what you're trying to accomplish. So a person who has real adnivas, he appreciates people who struggle because he understands that they too are trying to become better and bigger people. And he especially appreciates people who struggle because he recognizes that he himself is not perfect. As great as I am, as many kaihas as I have, I'm not perfect. I have so, 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 so much to accomplish and so much to do. It says that Meshra Rabbeinu was an an of me called Adam. Yet at the same time, Meshra had tremendous kachas. And how does, this, how does this work? It's a beautiful synergy. Because Moshe Abinu constantly is referred to as what? Moshe Eved Hashem. He was an Eved. Meaning what? What's an Ever? A slave is a person who's not a person. It has nothing to do with me. It's whatever the mission is. Go down to the basement where it's dark and dirty and it's full of coal and dig out this and this book and wipe it off and bring it up and read it to the master. Fine, you get, you get dirty, you get a cold, you get sick, you get the flu. doesn't matter. It's not about you. It's about the mission that you were put on. And Eved is sold literally. He is nothing. He has no mitzvahs. I say my grandma. Why not? Because you can't be bound by time. You have to be there to serve the master. That was my shurvenu. He understood all of his kachas. And he was like, and therefore, who am I? Nothing. Makes no difference to me. People, people are, are, are accusing me of this and that. They accuse my Benu of being overweight. They accused my Benu of stealing. They accused my, my Benu of literally everything. And you know what? Didn't bother him at all. Okay? You know why? Because like, come Navi Kamisha, right? That was Middaber to Hashem, Panim, El Panim. Nobody in the world was as great as my Benu. And therefore he knew. Okay, who are you attacking? The this? You don't like my shirt? You don't like my clothes? Who cares? So of course, because I'm something and I have certain kaychas, and I represent something, I have to be something. But that I'm more than a something, that I'm everything, you're not everything. But to say that you're nothing, no, you're not nothing. You're amazing. And you're not just a something, you're a hush of a something. You're an incredible something. But because you know how much of a something you are, you also know how great the purpose that you're living for is. And because you recognize that, there's a huge separation between living a real life and living a shallow life and so many people struggle with gaiva who you never would imagine they're not some Stark. that's the guy's name right they're not some Stark. they're not the best kid in the park they don't walk around the house and go i'm amazing they don't they're not like that but they're focused on the clothes and on the status and on and on their followers and on and on anything his battles a, a a a it's not about me it's not about me. It's not about me. That hisbatlas is a, is a hard mida to really obtain. But it's the exact opposite of what it means, what most people think an anivas means. Anivas does not mean I am nothing. It means that I am so much of a something, just by existing. And because I know that, life is good. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com